Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. We are, as you've noticed, uh, not in the bunker today. For the next few days, we are in Calgary at the Best Western Premier Freeport in Calgary. They're the epitome of style, service, and value at Calgary's International Airport. How about that? Three days, maybe four, talking sports, talking Calgary Stampeders, talking Calgary Flames. We're going to have a bevy of Calgary sports personalities parading through here, the Best Western Premier Freeport in. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Oh, welcome Canada to hour two of the RP show. It is Canada's daytime sports talk show. And we say hey to our American friends as well, watching on Game Plus Television, YouTube, and Facebook Live. It's our final show of three straight here at the Best Western Premier Freeport in Calgary Airport. It just rolls right off the tongue. I'm kicking these cameras and lights all around here. I'm just ready to get out to the mountains today. But it's hour two of the show presented by Core Grain. And we do have breaking news today, too. Canadian Football League items today. Number one, and I'll go in order, Saskatchewan Rough Riders defensive end A.C. Leonard has been suspended two games by the CFL for failing to provide a drug sample for the mandatory drug testing. He's been suspended for two, which will include the Banjo Bowl Saturday in Winnipeg. And then this morning here in Calgary, the Stampeders have announced that Bo Levi Mitchell will be their starting quarterback for Saturday's game at the Edmonton Elks. This is three games Bo's missed with a broken fibula after being taken off the six-game injured list. And boy, oh boy, as fate would have it, I'd like to call it a god shot. Ben Hebert joins us. One half of the Benny and Bo Show, Olympic champion curler from Team Cooey. How are you doing, Ben? Good, Roddy. Thanks for having me, buddy. Yeah, welcome to, welcome to Cowtown. Good it's to see you. It's beautiful. I forgot how beautiful it is. You, this is home for you now, isn't it? Yeah, buddy. I've been here since like 06. I was thinking even this morning, I was saying, man, I've been here a long time. Because I know you're going to give me a hard time about cheering <laughs> for the Stamps or the Riders or who I'm cheering for. But uh, hey, I get it. Yeah, you know, I've been here for a while and, you know, made some good uh, good friends here. And, yeah, I love it here. It's pretty much uh, it's pretty much home now. Well, okay. So one of those friends is number 19 for the Calgary Stampede, Bo Levi Mitchell. Maybe before we go any further, explain your relationship with him, if you don't yeah, mind. Yeah, well... So me and Bo have a mutual sponsor, ATB Financial. Been with my curling team for six years, and they'd sponsored Bo and done a bunch of stuff with Jordan Everly, Nugent Hopkins, Mark Giordano, and we used to do a bunch of uh, events together. All the athletes they'd get us together, and met Bo a couple of years ago. And you know we were you know similarish age. I got him by a few, but uh, you know he's got a wife, young kids, same as myself. And we ended up just chatting one night at a dinner, and he said, "Oh, I live out in Chestermere." I said, "Oh, so do I." And then we found out it was, you know, we're, we live about a seven iron away from each other. Seven iron for him, probably like a five iron for me. Right. So he loves to play golf. And then last year with the seasons getting shut down, we played a lot of golf together, trained together when the gyms were shut down. And uh, yeah, just became buddies. And then, you know, somehow someone got word that we were friends and wanted to do a, a podcast for this uninterrupted Canada out of Toronto. They called us. We've been doing a little podcast for them, getting some good athletes on the show and shooting the breeze. It's been a lot of fun. Well, it's funny, though. It's the Bo and Benny show. They wouldn't have given you guys a show if they didn't know how opinionated and outspoken you both are. Are you got you got the camera on him? He's smiling just as I said. I don't you sent me a link to your show the other day. I already knew what you guys have been doing. I don't want to hear these interviews with the other people. I want to hear what you two have to say. Well, I mean, we do have strong opinions, but I, yeah. I also I mean my favorite thing about talking to other athletes, whether it be Bo or other athletes you meet, I like to hear what they have to say. True. So for me, you know, I have my strong opinions. I know what I think. I like hearing these other stories of other athletes, how they got to where they've got to. And, 
you know, we've been really fortunate over our, you know, nine or 10 shows that we've done. We've had some amazing guests. I've got to chat to people I never thought I'd be able to right. talk to. So, I mean, Doug Flutie came on the show. He was like my childhood hero of the CFL, right? Football. And Kyle Lowry came on. We got to chat to him. Milos, you know, Penny, a lot of stuff around the Olympics. It's been a lot of fun. So, no, it's been good. I don't know where it's going to go. I have no idea, to be honest with you, with Bo getting busy with football and obviously Mike Erling firing up. So, we'll see. But we got a few more shows in the, in the tank. Well, good for you. It's the Benny and Bo show. And so... <clears throat> Further to that, you kind of hinted when you strolled in here, Ric Flair style this morning, took your shades off, <laughs> that you knew Bowl was going to be playing this week. I got that sense that you knew that. Yeah, I, well, I just knew because I talked to him last night. I wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't going to Twitter with her or anything like that. But uh, I saw him last night and he said his leg was feeling good and he's excited to get back out there. And obviously they've been struggling a little bit. So I know he wants to get back in there. And I saw an interview he did yesterday, actually. He said... Uh, and I agree. I've been watching their backup there, Jake the Snake. He's been looking pretty good. He's playing some good football. You know, I don't think uh, he's been the reason for them not winning games. Uh, but I think to have the veteran presence of Bo and kind of his his winning mentality and aura that goes with that of, you know, winning at all costs. Him and Dave have a good record here in Calgary, and they kind of got to get that swagger back. And you know how it is in sports. I certainly know how it is playing even with curling. Like, when you're confident, you know, things happen and you, and you feel, you know... <laughs> untouchable and 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 confidence comes from winning and if you're not winning you know you kind of got to grind and, and find that one either whether it's one win or two wins in a row to kind of get that little swagger going and i think the stamps are maybe missing that right now and i'll tell you one thing bo's not short of swagger so hopefully he can bring that to the boys <laughs> well and i'm obviously gonna ask you about bo and you had said on the phone the other day that if, if circumstances were a little different maybe he'd have been sitting down here on this show today but as a curler you must can, you're a professional athlete, right? You're not amateur status anymore, right? Well, I think we're amateur in the sport world, but I think as, as far as the curling world goes, if you look at the top teams, I mean, we would certainly be one of the top pro teams for sure. But you're classified. We're classified as an amateur sport. Oh, you are? Okay. Well, we're in the Olympic Games. Yeah, but so are NHL players. They're the only ones. Right. Fair. Right. I, I, I guess it's, can I say it's a gray area then? I don't know. And my, and my sure. point is. Yeah. Bo goes on the six-game injured list with a broken leg, and I thought it was dangling from his knee. Like, oh, my God. Three weeks later, he's playing, or four. And then you got Carson Wentz in Indy, for instance, who had a foot injury in training camp. And they say, 12 weeks, he's gone. He's starting this week. <laughs> so is it, is it miraculous recovery for what you guys have available to you now or just fake news in the media? No, I don't know. I know Bo had a broken leg for sure. I actually, it was funny, after they lost their first game, we all went to his first game here against Toronto. He looked great their first few drives. Through two touchdowns, there was a... On a broken leg. No, he oh, he was healthy then? He broke it in that game. series okay. after that. And, you know, then, then things went a bit squirrely for the Stamps that game. But we actually had to shoot our pod the very next day. So we wheeled into my basement where we have it. He was limping hard. And I was like, dude, he goes, oh, man, my calf. You know, they did an MRI. They did an X-ray, but it was so swollen, they couldn't see the bone. So he thought he just had a sore calf and, you know, do it. All those, all those guys play on massive pain, man. You know, yeah. hockey, the movies of uh, the program and all these football movies where guys get shot up to play. I don't think that's a rumor. <laughs> like, guys are They're admitting they, it now. Like, yeah, exactly. you know, Guys want to play, man. And so, yeah. uh, you know, he tried it out. And I think he's, he's, he wouldn't come back this time. I don't think he was healthy. You know, I, I think he understands that uh, his health is probably more important than coming back and, and not playing good, playing at 50% or 40% on a broken leg. So. Yeah, I'm excited to watch him play, and I hope he, hope he does well. But here's the thing. We've got Stampeders fans writing into the show, Benny, and they're saying the Stamps' problems aren't at the quarterback position. Is, it, is Bo a guy that 
with him leading them onto the field and commanding the huddle that everybody gets inspired? Like, why is it so important to have him come back, which seems a little early? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if you look at any sports team, to have your leader there, your captain, Steve Eiserman or yeah. whoever it may be, Wayne Gretzky, just having that presence in the room. And that's who Bo Levi Mitchell is for the Stampeders. He's been that guy for years. And so I think uh, having that confidence, like you say, to get that swagger out there, he's one guy that can bring that. Not everybody can bring that. There's a lot of guys that you go out there and do their job, and there's guys that do extra things. And, you know, he's one of the guys that does that extra stuff for the Stamps. And I think they need that right now. You know, they're struggling. And they're going to go and play a look, look to me last week like a pretty good Edmonton team. So we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, 398 yards for Trevor Harrison here in the Labor Day Classic and four touchdowns. And before we move on to talk about some other things, you are of the belief that Bo Levi Mitchell gets a bad rap from his critics personally or professionally? Uh, well, professionally, no. I think that he – how does he get a bad rap? He's, you can't. He just got named – what did he got named? The best QB of the decade yes, I saw. of course. That's a I good. voted for him, by the way. That's a pretty good rap. I mean, <laughs> he earned it. But, uh, I mean, I, I don't – I never got to see him play last year. Like, we spent a year being buds getting – to know him behind the scenes running this podcast up before I ever got to see him on the field. Yeah. I mean, I just know Bo more off the field of hanging out with his wife and, you know, being a good husband and raising his two daughters and being a dad. You know, I, I you know, I see obviously when me and him are golfing the competitive side and the, the American cocky swagger that comes out. But hey, guess what? I love that. That's, that I like that. That's how I am too. So it's kind of why we're buddies. It, it jives well. It's good, it's good stuff. But you, I don't know if I'm saying you're being humble or you're hiding some things, but on the phone the other day, you said to me, if you want to say he's a jerk on the field, fine, he probably is. But off the field, he's the best guy in the world. But I wouldn't know that. Well, I've never met the guy. I think anybody that gets to that level of their sport, I don't care if it's Bo being the best quarterback in the CFL or NHL, NFL, Major League Baseball, all those guys have a a different, uh, you know, mindset or something about them of the way they need to be on the field. The way they and you look at the like you watch the Michael uh, Jordan documentary no, the last twice. Time. Yeah, dude. Well, how do you think Michael Jordan was? So when you watch that stuff, people are like, oh, bad rap. I'm like, guys, that's how the that's the winning mentality. The winners that's are. That's, yeah. that's how winners do it, and that's what you do. And I don't see a lot of guys that do it without. It. Look at Tom Brady. You know, do you watch that game last night? Of course, he's he's ridiculous. It's the only time I cheer against him because I'm a oh Dallas fan. God. No, 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 I'm a Dallas fan. So I know, but he's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. <laughs> he's just giving all of us. <laughs> Older athletes hope that we can just continue to play at a high level uh, forever. So I do like that. I'm, I'm a big Tom Brady fan. and Yeah, anyways, he, he's like that as well. And I think that's what you need. So, yeah, off the field, I'm sure all those guys are great guys. So do you envision a day that Bo Levi Mitchell comes on this show? On your show? Yeah. I don't know. He told me, he said, you know, Rod just uh, just uses my name for clicks because he knows my name's bigger than his. You know, that's kind he of said that. Oh, yeah, he that. Does he yeah. believe it? Absolutely. Well, you you believe it too, so you have to believe it, right? But yeah. uh, I mean, if he sat in here and we were talking about sports, he's a good dude. I know, obviously, you were covering the Riders, yeah, yeah, yeah. dominating the West for ten years with the Stamps. There was a rivalry there, so obviously, there's going to be some natural hatred. But uh, I mean, I only know him from from uh, you know not not being a stamp hater or rider hater is the normal dude he's like like any other athlete i've met really good person yeah i will see where it goes that's right so what's the curling scene for you and your team cooey yeah well we fire up here in uh, two weeks our first event in okotoks obviously big event big year for us olympic trials in saskatoon at the end of november so everything just kind of leading up to then we're playing swift current penticton a couple grand slams one in oakville ontario one in my hometown here chestermere alberta 
Wow. Just outside of Calgary. So that's going to be sweet. So we'll have a lot of little hometown action there. And then big event in November. Hopefully we can peak at the right time and play great that week in Saskatoon. At the, what's it called? The Sastel Center yeah. now? They changed the name, eh? So uh, we're there for a week and round robin, winner take all. My guess is probably four or five, maybe long shot. Six teams have a chance to win. The men's side's really deep, very deep. So whoever gets hot for a week, head off to China for the Olympics in February. Hope it can be us, but uh, we'll have to play great, get a bunch of breaks and see how it goes. That's the big one. But you, you, know, you told me once that you love those cash spiels, the big ones in Saskatchewan, because you guys are rock stars when you go into Yorkton or wherever, oh, yeah. right? And stuff. But Calgary, is it an underrated curling city? And I ask because the bubble, all the big events were here last year. Yeah, I don't know if that was because of the lot of curling fans here or more just the coincidence that we were we were able to swing it here in Alberta. But uh, yeah, Calgary is just an amazing sports city, dude. Like actually Labor Day, we went last week. Uh, it was awesome. Great vibe and at McMahon. Great weather. Yeah, been lots lots of Flames games here. And yeah, and anytime we've had a Briar or a big curling event here, fans have been amazing. So I love Calgary as a sports city. Uh, I'm not going to say it's as good as Saskatchewan. I still think the best sport fans in the country come from Saskia, being from there, and obviously, uh, you know, being able to go to Ryder games. And I think that uh, you'll see that at the Olympic trials in Saskatoon. Hopefully, we get all this COVID nonsense under control and figure out how fans can be at the games. And and I think if that happens, you'll see a full barn at the Sastel. I was going to well. say they'll fill the barn. There's oh, no yeah. doubt for yeah. that. Uh, so you're coming back. Tell me about this next week for your role can you yeah yeah spill I'm, I'm that excited, actually yeah yeah curling canada and tourism saskatchewan just asked i'm the only i think i'm the only saskatchewan player in the trials as of now obviously dunstone has a good chance to get in they got to go through some qualification is still they haven't got in yet but you know they'll be on the bubble uh but as of now there's only five men's teams in and and you know be, me being from saskatchewan they just asked me to come in and i'm gonna get to go to the rider game next friday which i'm pumped about best stadium the only nfl stadium in in canada i, I like to say uh, so I'm going to go to that and just kind of help promote uh, the Olympic trials up. What is it? Highway 2? No. I love it. Yeah. Highway 2 is Edmonton, Calgary. See, see, that's how long I've been here. <laughs> that's right. Highway 11 up to Saskatoon and uh, try and get as many people just kind of aware the Olympic trials are coming. The best curlers in Canada for a spot at the Olympics. So I'm going to go to the game and see my cousins and my brother, take my brother to the game and, uh, you know, have a few, have a few beers and cheer on the riders. Should it, be a good one. Well, it's Thunder Hilltops weekend too, right? As you say. So, Oh yeah. My little, my brother-in-law, Isaac Ford, I got to give him a shout out Four touchdowns. The first couple games, I never get to see him play because I'm here and they're there, but so I'm going to go watch Thunder Hilltops and be a good alumni on Saturday night as well. So rider game Friday, Thunder game Saturday, and then I got a beetle home Sunday morning. Well, and one more time, there's your plug for the, uh, curling trials at the Sastel center coming up in November. Tickets on sale now. They must be, huh? You betcha. Yeah. Head to the Curling Canada website. Check out the tickets. Bring out the pom-poms. going to be a good show. Should be some great action for sure. Uh, just one more. When you guys were trying to find a way to curl last year, when, when COVID was somewhat yeah. early on, and we we're like, well, this should be a sport that lends itself to social distancing, you would think, right? There was talk of an outdoor event at Mosaic Stadium. Could you imagine if, if the weather had... If the weather cooperated, yeah. it would be amazing. Right. I still love the Play-Doh. I know they've done it. I know... Uh, I think Gushu went over to an event in Russia. They did an outdoor event. I think they've kind of done like one sheeters. But uh, if there was ever a big one where we could do a cash event, the thing is, it's so weather dependent. No different than the outdoor classic. Look what happens at those outdoor classics when uh, it's hot and the ice melts. It's a disaster. It'd be no different in the curling, except we wouldn't be able to get the rock down to the other end of the ice. So, we'll see. Or the other way, minus 47 yeah, and your beer is freezing. Yeah, and and then, we're, then we're definitely not playing. I'm going for that one. <laughs> That's how you blow a hammy quick. Not a, not a, yeah. See, 
finely tuned athlete right here. <laughs> That's how you get hurt real quick. Ben, a plug, if you don't mind, for Benny and Bo, the podcast. It's it's going great, eh? Yeah, it's going awesome. If you guys want to check it out, uh, me and Bo Levi Mitchell have been talking to some great athletes across Canada just about kind of, you know, fun stuff, a little bit of comedy, a little bit of seriousness, talk about their journeys and how they got to where they got to. And yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Brought to you by Uninterrupted Canada, a company owned by LeBron, James and, James and Drake. So I like to pretend like LeBron and your buddies Drake are my bosses, although I've never met them. They don't know who I am, but uh, I work yet. for their company. Not yet. Not yet. yet. That's right. All right. Say hey to Bo for me and please tell him good luck this weekend. Me. We'll see what happens. I <laughs> appreciate you coming down. Good okay, job. Everybody. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, by the way, the program brought to you by World Rugby Sevens, the ultimate all day, all day party taking place in Edmonton, September 25th and 26th. Two eight-hour days featuring teams from across the globe and action-packed rugby sevens matchups. The party continues in the stands with incredible costumes and unforgettable memories. Trust us, you've never seen a party like this. Purchase your tickets today at canadasevens.com. Thank you, Explore Edmonton, for coming on board with us and also for Core Grain doing what's right for your farm. The rest of the way, it's the moose in me. Talking NFL, CFL, Whatever comes up on a tremendous sports weekend. We're live from Calgary's Best Western Premier Calgary Airport Inn on Game Plus Television, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Attention listeners across the galaxy. All the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with a performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Trust me, you're listening to a happy customer. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Trust me. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we are live from the Best Western Premier Freeport Calgary Airport Inn, and uh, we got the moose back here with us. And hey, you're in luck, okay? Well, the viewers are, okay? Because it's you and me the rest of the way. Got all, the way I like it. Got our guests uh, all taken care of today. They're proudly brought to you by Wheaton Kia. You can find them at the corner of Albert and Avonhurst. Regarding the question of the day, who should be Darren Moose Dupont's? U.S. college football team. You know Mydale Mike Lee. He's written in on the Prairie Mobile okay. text line. And he says, my advice to Darren is to either pick a team that a friend is alumni from or pick their main rival. It makes the games fun. Uh, that's from Mike. I like that. So do we have a front runner? Well, Craig Smith's a big Texas Longhorns fan. And Oregon's leading. Clark has alerted me. Oregon, if you're a Ducks Here's fan, the deal. they got the nicest gear. They do. The gear's available. I'm only going to pick the. I'm going to pick the Ducks if they beat Ohio State this weekend. They play Ohio State. How about if that? If they beat Ohio, Spicy. I'll pick the Ducks. But I think Texas. I mean, 
I picked up that mug for Craig in the airport when we were in, in Houston. The gear's available. It looks good. Um, Matthew McConaughey drives around the field in a Lincoln all the time. It's, oh, yeah. It's a great atmosphere. It's, I'd go with the Longhorns, and that, they're my number two team. Yeah, there you go. Hook'em Horns with Steve Sarkeesian as their head coach. And uh, by the way, they got Arkansas this weekend. Man, we got a lot of topics to get to today. The golden corral of sports talk is right here. A little something for everybody. From Jack on the Prairie Mobile text line from the 403. Thank you, Rod and Darren, for coming to YYC and putting on a great show, guys. From Jack. Love you, Jack. Thank you so much for that. From John in Edmonton. Writes then, he says, breaking news. Edmonton Elks star receiver Greg Ellingson fined for throwing gloves to a young fan. Uh, Let me just go look this up. Let me go to the big board. I don't have any reason to believe. It's <laughs> <laughs> Clark has just written in my ear. It's just said in my ear. It's legit. Uh, let's read it from Three Dunk Nation. I guess we need to settle into this and spend some time on it here on a Flame Tech Football Friday. I'm reading verbatim. Edmonton Elks All-Star receiver Greg Ellingson has been disciplined by the CFL. He tweeted on Friday, I was fined $250 for throwing my gloves to a young fan that told me I was his favorite player. That came after teammate Justin Renfro disclosed his fine for signing a young fan's hat. The 32-year-old pass catcher has played four games for the Elks in 2021. He's recorded five consecutive 1,000-yard seasons, and he was a West Division All-Star. Last season, they played 2019. Um, it's live television. You need to kind of give your opinions on the fly. I'd like to reserve my opinion on this because God knows the Canadian Football League has had its share of uh, bad publicity. And I guess they're going by, what, recommendations from their medical people that have said that you can't have any contact with the public? I don't know. From the outset, let's just say this. This looks freaking terrible. Terrible on the Canadian Football League for doing it. But I don't really know what the reasons are behind them doing it. They always want to be the fan family uh, league. Both Renfro and Ellingson have both been on this show. They're great guys. Where are we on this? And, and by the way, they're not the only league that's kibitzing and cohorting with fans. I know. That I've seen. <laughs> Trying to put on the business hat, the... And you do whatever you got to do. What I would You do, be you. What I would do here. And on the outside, it's like, look it. I got to keep the fans and the players separated. Because this whole season hinges on the players being healthy, getting on the field, and keeping COVID out of the locker room. So the fans will do what you're going to do. Some are vaccinated, some aren't, different markets, whatever. So there can be no interaction. If there is, there's a fine. You guys have to stay away from the fans. But as we grow to say, hey, the players can now go out and go for dinner if you're vaccinated and on the road and everything else, okay, well, you're going to have some fan interaction. You can't really control that, even though you hope that they don't. But now all the stadiums are, are fully vaccinated. Now, for that game, Edmonton, not fully vaxxed. So I kind of get it. Now, if the stadium is fully vaxxed, you can't be finding players for interacting with fans, you know? And then on the flip side, you look at what happened with Edmonton and their COVID outbreak and, you know, they're not 85% vaccinated. They should have forfeited the game. That was the rule. But they bent yeah. that to try and do what's best for the team, to try and do what's best for the players so they can get paid. 
right? Give them the option. Well, guys, well, we can do this and wiggle this around and you'll play three games in six days, but you get paid. What do you think? You know, but it seems like there was no flexibility here. It's soon like, it's like I rolled through the stops. Fine. <laughs> right. Five kilometers over the speed limit. Fine. No gray area. There's no gray area. It feels like with this. And I don't know. It just doesn't, it doesn't make the league look very good. No. And a lot of that is their own fault. Like I <clears throat> had this email this morning from the Canadian football league. And I'm not sure what time it came in. 9 a.m. Mountain here in Calgary. CFL announced today Rough Riders defensive lineman A.C. Leonard failed to provide a sample for drug testing as outlined in the joint CFL-CFLPA drug policy, which results in an automatic two-game suspension. The suspension will be effective immediately. Argos linebacker Travis Feeney was fined for a high block on Ticats long snapper Gordon Wright. Alouette's linebacker Jermaine Grace was fined for a blindside block on Red Black's punter Richie Leone. As per league policy, the amounts of the player fines were not disclosed. That's all fine, and I get it. But, but now we have to find out from Three Down Nation that these other guys were fined? How come that didn't go in this discipline list? I know. And so furthermore, a little later on this morning at 11 a.m. Mountain from the CFL, another statement. Through the first five weeks of the season, the league administered approximately 12,500 COVID-19 tests to Tier 1 personnel. Those tests returned a total of 30 positive results. It has nothing about Greg Ellingson nor Justin Renfro being fine. So why is this not being reported with the other list of disciplinary action? So I got to think that this here today is, is a public, public relations nightmare for the Canadian Football League unless I miss something. No, it is. You don't want to publicize that you've, you know, fined players for fan interactions. That's not cool, right? But... I do understand the principle of it. So the league gets the benefit of the doubt here on the principle of the whole idea, which is keeping the fans and the players separated. I always thought we could put fans in the stands in a bubble if we can keep the players and the fans separated. No high fives out of the tunnel. No autographs after the games. They go in and out and they're on the ice. The bench, there's no access to the fans. A little buffer of seats around the, the benches cleared off. From the principal standpoint, if you can keep them separated, they're two separate situations. So in a COVID and a pandemic, having that interaction, it's not good. And a little bit about that might just come down to the, the organizations, right? The organization in Edmonton not requiring vaccinations for their fans. So you don't know if you're bringing COVID into the stadium or not. So we really can't have the players interacting with the fan base. You guys have already had a COVID issue. A bad one that's now making you play three games in six days. Can't have you high-fiving fans and bringing that back into your locker room. But from a player standpoint who's had his vaccinations, those are the players that's like, it's not your fault. You're doing everything right to make sure you're protecting your teammates and you know protecting the fans. And you're just doing what you think is great. What an insane, it's insane. time to be alive. It's like, insane. Justin Renfro tweeting this morning, if you missed it, at the commissioner asking, can you please explain... I'm fully vaccinated. I can go to the grocery store. I can go to a restaurant, but I can't sign a kid's hat. And Randy Ambrosi, last I checked, isn't a doctor. So it's, uh, it's not that simple, right? As just signing a hat. Clearly. Un unfortunately, it's not. You know, unfortunately, it's just not that simple. From the viewers.
from the general here in Calgary says, as Keyshawn Johnson would say, come on, man. It's well, tough. Jerunko. That's so tough. From, from the EGA. From EGA on YouTube says, Mr. Peterson is absolutely right. Bad publicity. The CFL head office making the league look petty slash amateur. I don't know. That's my initial take on it. But as Darren has just pointed out, what else are they supposed to do? They're trying to keep their players safe, trying to keep their fans safe. And I guess was this very clearly stated for the players going into the season with protocols that you can't have interactions with the fans because of that vaccinated or unvaccinated? Because if that's the case, then Renfro is in the wrong. It should have been. Yeah. It should have been outlined by the league. And maybe they've put, like, if they want to grow that, it would be, look, at if your building allows only vaccinated people into it, sign all the hats you want and the autograph. But if it doesn't, now we know it can still spread between the vaccinated, but um, I would assume that players and fans interacting would be a no-go right from day one in the pandemic. Well, I would like to talk actual uh, football, and, and we will. we got lots of time left in this segment. We're asking which U.S college football team should be Moose DuPont's rooting interest. And a lot of folks writing in here on YouTube. Kelly Bale says the Boise State Broncos, Ooh. which I believe is the alma mater of one, Ryan Dinwiddie. And Graham Dillette. Uh From the general in Calgary says it should be Ole Miss, which is the alma mater of one, Kent Austin. And A.J. Brown. And Eli Manning. Didn't Eli play there? I think so. Archie did their dad for sure. Yeah. Uh, the Spider-Man watching on YouTube says, Tar Heels. UNC. Could you go in for UNC? They're a pretty good team. Yeah, they are. They are. I like, I like the baby blue. Yeah, nice gear. Oh, yeah. From Darren Workman watching in Salt Lake City. NCAA loyalty can't depend on wins, Moose. It has to be from the heart. Well, and... The Nittany Lions are the one team that are all Navy, which I like Navy. Yeah. I like the you Navy. You like the gear. The, the, yeah, the colors are good. I'll wear it. It's awesome. So, Do you think we'll have anything sorted by the end of the day? Probably not. We might. You better figure it out soon. And uh, by the way, going into this weekend, week two of U.S. college football schedule, uh, those Texas Longhorns, who I think in the end of this you're going to cheer for, are playing the Arkansas Razorbacks, looking to go to 2-0. My Alabama Crimson Tide, which I don't even feel bad saying that's who I'm cheering for. Yeah, I jumped on the bandwagon. They've been good forever. They're playing uh, the Mercer Bears, looking to go to 2-0. and One of your options is the Florida Gators, but they're trailing in the poll for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. You need to factor in road trips, Moose. That's why they're there, baby. That's why they're there, right? For the road trips, the climate and, and uh, that, that atmosphere. Man, the Gators are great, too, though. And I also picked four teams that there was going to be emojis to use in the bowl question. That was part of it. I'm open. Ole Miss was in the conversation, right? We talked about Ole Miss. Um, A.J. Brown's got me under that, the, the Titans star now. He's an Ole Miss alum. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot. So I don't... Obviously, with betregal.net, and we have asked our viewers that you can sign up for the free sports book. I have betregal.net all you have to do is put in your email address and your proof of age and bob's your uncle that's how that goes bob's and uncle? so you can bet on cfl games for free so here are your point spreads 
And they have changed as the week has gone along for week six in the Canadian Football League. And it should be pointed out, Speedy B, Brandon Banks, the reigning league MVP, won't play tonight for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. They go into Toronto, are still favored by 2.5. Charleston Hughes, a game-time decision, I guess, or listed as questionable for the Toronto Argonauts. Uh, Charleston Hughes has had a quiet year. If I'm not mistaken. He has, yeah. He's not, he's not ripping up this league. The guy that wants to become the CFL's all-time sack leader before the, his yeah. career is over. Could be reasons for that. <clears throat> Coming out of COVID, he's a good friend of ours. Maybe he went into camp not in the greatest shape because he was working another job. I don't know. Winnipeg Blue Bombers favored by one point over the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in the Banjo Bowl. And again, I was reading the game notes for this weekend's game. This will be the 17th all-time Banjo Bowl. Between the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Winnipeg all-time 9-7 and seven as the home team. And this is the once a year that it comes up. <clears throat> is the term Banjo Bowl offensive to Saskatchewan residents? Because former Winnipeg player Troy Westwood said all Saskatchewan people are banjo-picking inbreds. That's, it's been around since, if this is the 17th yeah. edition, it's been around 17 years. A lot of people didn't even know where the name came from. And I see people saying that it's offensive to Saskatchewan people. Really? I never th thought that it was. It's a joke. Oh, yeah. Can't take a joke. You're offended? It's wonderful marketing. It's organic. It just came and it's just taken on a life of its own. And yes, it absolutely was offensive when it started. Were you offended as a fan at the time? Or do you even remember that far back? I kind of remember it, but I think what it did for Saskatchewan fans, saying, we are not, and we're going <laughs> to prove it to you on the field, right? So you were offended. That's what it was about. It was great. But now when you hear the term banjo bowl, you don't think of banjo picking inbred. You don't think about it. You just think of, of, a banjo. of the second game, the banjo bowl. It's just called that, just like it's the orange bowl or the rose bowl. Like it's just in the name of it. And it's just taken on such a life of its own and creates more meaning around just another game on the schedule. Well, now it's not just another game. Troy Westwood should be getting royalty checks in the mail for every ticket sold above what the average ticket was. Like if they were 75% full for the game after Labor Day on average, every ticket above that, he should get commission on that. Uh, from the viewers, Ryan on YouTube says, very on brand with your shirts today, guys. Looks great with the yellow and blue screen graphics. <laughs> well, we didn't meet ahead of time, but I can tell you this. People in Calgary said to me, are you going to wear your bright yellow shirt, your bright neon shirt? I'm like, I brought it. They thought they were gonna, you were going to wear that to the rodeo, and you said, I'm not the bullfighter. That's right. said, I'm not the rodeo clown. By the way, at some point, can we talk about the DJ at the rodeo? Oh, yeah. Next. Okay. Next. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday. We'll be right back. You're watching on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, and Facebook live streaming and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. We are live from the Best Western Premier 
Freeport in Calgary Airport. It is the epitome of style, service, and value at Calgary's International Airport. The first upscale premier designation for Best Western in Canada. And with almost 2,000 positive reviews on TripAdvisor, this hotel brings its A-game always. For more information and best rates, visit bestwesterncalgary.com. And again, your search in rooms, searching hotels, put in premier behind Best Western because there is a difference, Darren, and this has gone so well. Oh, yeah. They have invited us to stay throughout the entire weekend. And quite frankly, I'm thinking that's what I would like to do. Any comments on that? That's exactly I... what we can do. <laughs> Guess what? Okay. To the big board, to the comment board, because I said we we're going to do viewer takeover the rest of the way. These comments are coming in on YouTube. YouTube is where it's at, everybody. Moving in, the uh, viewership climbing there. They're migrating over from Facebook. Regarding, do you find the term banjo bowl offensive? Not one person watching the show today feels the term banjo bowl is offensive. Uh, Jeff Cabellis in Winnipeg says it's all in fun. Of course, you're from Winnipeg. You'd say that. But Noah Foster is watching on YouTube and says, real Saskatchewanians don't get offended by this. And uh, he goes on to say, by the way, that you should cheer for the University of Nevada, Reno. Would you cheer for the Wolfpack? Yeah. That's I, the that's alma Cody, mater Cody of, of Cody Fajardo. Yeah. Exactly. Or, you know, UNLV. Good, too. That's Brett Boyko's Running alumni. Rebels. That's Brett Boyko's alumni. I'd be into that. There's some options. There's some real, real options. Well, we are getting into U.S. college football. Going to be spending a lot of time tomorrow watching U.S. college football. And I can tell you when our exclusive betting partner, betregal.net, in the now two uh, meetings that I've been in with them, they're like, you're getting into college football. Yeah. Well, <sighs> I know. <laughs> they loved it. And the other thing is, like you said, we can be bought. Absolutely. Nobody sent me any gear yet. And the the one who tried was Rice. Remember Rice, Rice University? Owls. Yes. He sent you gear. So I'm not, I have no affiliation with Rice, even though, you know, Mike's a great guy. None of it fit you either. Yeah. No, that's right. He brought down your size. He's brought up football sizes and a lot uh, taller than I am, but uh, so I can be bought. Um, we'll see. You've got 24 hours to make a decision. Yeah, okay. Uh, Actually, I got more because on Monday, I'll tell you who I'm cheering for. Okay. How about that? Cool. Kind of depends on who uh, wins over the weekend, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, and then, of course, the U-sports people were kind of got their back, backs up a little bit when they heard that we were getting into uh, college football. And they're like, hey, 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 we're playing. And we got invited to watch the University of Regina Rams take on the University of Calgary Dinos at Medicine Hat on Sunday. But it turns out the kickoff isn't until 4 p.m. And that's not going to work for us. But just to tell you that there's preseason action on this weekend and the Huskies are home. It's Friday night, I believe, to the Manitoba Bisons mm -hmm. at Griffith Stadium. Uh, by the way, from the viewers... Jeff uh, Kibelis in Winnipeg says some Winnipeggers were miffed when one of the San Jose Sharks joked about poor Wi-Fi in Winnipeg. Remember that? And then Pomo had a retort to that, I believe. Some, do you remember that? Some yeah. sort of tongue-in-cheek retort to that, which was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, a sports update. Bear with me here, Moose. Again, the, the breaking news today. Ring the bell. The Calgary Stampeders announcing this morning that Bo Levi Mitchell will come off the six-game injured list officially and start Saturday's game at the Edmonton Elks. 
The Calgary Stampeders are a CFL worst one and four. Meanwhile, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders will be missing star defensive end A.C. Leonard this weekend at the Banjo Bowl. He's been suspended two games for failing to provide a drug sample as per the CFL-CFLPA policy, and that carries with it a automatic two-game suspension, which will be served immediately. Now, uh, also, Nick Arbuckle and the Toronto Argonauts don't have time to dwell upon their Labor Day loss to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Toronto hosts Hamilton tonight at BMO Field to kick off week six in the CFL campaign. The two teams return to the field just four days after the Ticats' 32-19 Labor Day win over the Argos. Felix Oze Alassim. Yeah, close enough. Ala Asim. Ali Asim. Ali Asim. There you go. Is looking to become the first Canadian man to reach a U.S. Open final today when he faces number two seed Daniil Medvedev of Russia. The 21-year-old from Montreal has already achieved his best finish at a Grand Slam just by reaching the semifinal. Canadian-born Greg Rosetsky made the U.S. Open final back in 1997, but by the end he had moved overseas and was representing Great Britain. What a traitor. <laughs> People get mad at me for wearing a bomber jersey. I know, right? Enjoy, Bam. Bye. <laughs> you too. We're the greeters here now. I love it. We are the greeters, aren't we? <laughs> They're all sitting around watching our show. You overhear them talking about their day. Live studio audience here. Blue Jays lefty and AL ERA leader Robbie Ray will pitch the opener of a three-game set in Baltimore tonight against the Orioles. Toronto is on a season-high eight-game win streak after sweeping the Yankees and are just a half game behind New York for an AL wildcard spot. Longest uh, Jays win streak since 2015. Meanwhile, big league home run leader Shohei Otani is unbeaten in his last 13 starts going into this outing for the Angels tonight against the AL West leading Houston Astros. Otani is 8-0 since his last loss. He's also hit 43 homers and ranks among MLB's leaders with 23 stolen bags. And flirting with a Major League Soccer playoff spot, the Vancouver Whitecaps will try to win a franchise record fifth consecutive game tonight against the Portland Timbers. I really love that name, Timbers. It's pretty good. It's eh? cool. The Whitecaps head into the match at BC Play Stadium, one point behind Portland. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing, eight amazing flavors, order yours online at g2gbars.ca and get 20% off with the promo code RPSHOW. When we come back, overtime, full-on viewer takeover, and I want to talk about the four rule changes in the Western Hockey League for this season. That's all coming up. You're watching the RP Show from the Best Western Premium in Calgary on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. RP Show continues. It is overtime. Don't mind me just checking the forecast here, Moose. Um, I, I, did, eh, I didn't dress for cooler temperatures. Not that it's that bad. Currently 17 Celsius. It's going to get up to 19 this afternoon as we head out to the mountains. 
and have fun out there. Oh, yeah. But I got. I might have to stop and buy a jacket this afternoon. That's okay. Uh, regarding these fines in the CFL today, which I'll say it again, just off the top of my head, doesn't make the CFL look very good. Justin Renfro and Greg Ellingson, both of the Edmonton Elks, fined for, let's just say, fan interaction. Smiling Sandra is watching in Saskatoon. That is her Twitter handle, Moose. She says, so if we are being that petty, and apparently the CFL is, Willie Jefferson did the same thing, so he should be fine too. And that's a little bit of na 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 But I get what she's saying. Yeah. We all saw the photo of Willie Jefferson kibitzing with the fans. It's just a really sad situation. And right now, this looks like a you know, PR nightmare or bad publicity for the CFL. Maybe they'll speak to this. And why, if there was strict enforcement and it was written in black and white that you can't interact with fans, then I don't have a problem with the fine. But I hugged members of both the Rough Riders and the Red Blacks a couple weeks ago in downtown Regina. And literally, they came in, right? They initiated it. And I was like, should you guys be doing this? Oh, whatever. You know what I mean? I know. So I, I don't know. But you can't police that. Who? The so, league? Yeah, it's hard. Oh, this was caught on TV with these players. Is that what you're saying? In the stadium where you have right. control, right? Uh, a couple things. Addiction, it destroys relationships, families, and lives. But the good news is, is that addiction is a treatable illness. At Aurora Recovery Center, we provide everything you need to build a solid foundation for your recovery with holistic, evidence-based treatment tailored to each individual. Located in Gimli, Manitoba, on the shores of beautiful Lake Winnipeg, Aurora can help regardless of whether or not you feel ready or have tried before. Aurora Recovery Center, recovery for life. Visit them at aurorarecoverycenter.com. And I can tell you this. I visited them. I did not want to leave. Wonderful food, great staff, warm, cozy beds. Aurora Recovery Center in Gimli, Manitoba. And I had, head to the RP Show Instagram account to enter a CFL ticket giveaway for any team in the regular season with our new partners, Bet Regal. They're giving away two premium tickets to a CFL game of your choice this fall. All you got to do is enter the contest by going to the RP Show Instagram page and uh, look up for the post on that. So we've got some time left here. Yep. Folks, you can write us on the Prairie Mobile text line at 306-840-8777. I'm looking at the comments here. Jim Vancher writes in, says, so if you're failing to provide a drug sample, mean you are guilty of using? That's the A.C. Leonard suspension for the CFL's Rough Riders. Two games he's gone for providing to provide a drug sample. You got to go back to the warm-up, way back at the start. I said, this is like refusing provide, to provide a breathalyzer sample. Yeah, That's a crime, too. Is it not exactly the same? We assume that if you don't want to blow on the breathalyzer, you're over the legal limit. You don't want to give a drug sample to the CFL and CFLPA testers, that's going to be looked at dimly. Is it not the exact same parallel yeah. or analogy? No, and that's what they're thinking, right? It's like, look at if you're not going to provide it, if you are going to refuse, right, you're hiding something. That's what you're admitting. And doesn't mean that you're positive. Doesn't mean without a shadow of a doubt that you would have tested positive, but there's a reason you haven't. It's like evading the law, right? Running from the police. It's the same thing. If you won't do the sample, then do the time. And, you know, it's a two-game suspension. So maybe it's a, it's a matter of, look at, if I am, if 
I am using, and it's a four-game suspension or a six-game suspension or whatever, not providing this may be a lesser crime. I don't know. I'd have to look at, again, I'd have to look at what the actual, because what, what was Andrew Harris's? Two games? Two, yeah. So it is two games regardless. Either way, give the sample. Yeah, but it, without the sample, we never actually proved it. I, I just took the two games and didn't argue it. Fair. Because I wasn't then home every at the time. Every player should do that then if they knew they were guilty. If they knew they were guilty. But who knows if he knows. I met Justin Renfro. He's a great guy, but that doesn't... No, 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 but we're talking about A.C. Leonard. Or sorry, A.C. Leonard. Yeah. yeah, Renfro was the signing of the hat. Yeah. Um, Jim Perry. Hey, there he is. Jimmy Two Tables. Thousand percent Oregon Ducks is who you should cheer for, Moose. Uh, regarding the Banjo Bowl, just to, this is the 17th this weekend. Riders and Bombers were talking about its origin. Troy Westwood of the Blue Bombers saying Saskatchewanians are a bunch of banjo picking inbreds. Tricky Dick watching in Winnipeg says Westwood did apologize and said that most Saskatchewan fans couldn't play the banjo. Right. That tongue in cheek apology. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. Um, from EGA on YouTube, Mr. Peterson, enjoy the mountains. Have a great weekend, guys. Be safe. Uh, from Jeff in Winnipeg, great week of shows. Have a great weekend. Enjoy. To all of our guests that have joined us here from Calgary in this beautiful Best Western Premier Freeport Inn, Calgary Airport, the epitome of style, service, and value. Obviously, our sales manager, Jimmy, two tables for coming down here. What did we have? Devone Claybrooks, Gus Farratt, Jim Lang, Danny Austin, today, Benny Hebert. Delvin Bro. Delvin Bro, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Mike Abu Meshrick sends his regards. Uh, he yeah. he's splits his time between Regina and Calgary, was unable to make it, but sends his regards. I just can't thank this hotel enough. And we'll be on the road again to a city near you. It's been a Flame Tech Football Friday. Flame Tech locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology. We'll see you Monday here on the RP Show on Game Plus TV. You screwed up, Clark! For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.